right. Father, thank you for um, your presence. Thank you for this time just to sit peacefully in the redwoods and ah, and the warmth. It was just a perfect day, not too hot, just everything. What a sweet gift, God, and lovely treats and delicacies. And so we're grateful for these few hours. <clears throat> and Lord, I pray now for um, each of these beautiful ladies uh, around me here, Lord. And thank you for who you are in them. Lord, I pray that as we come into your word now, um, a devotional, we call it, Lord, but it's a devotional because we're here devoted to you. We devote our lives to you, and now we want to we wanna savor that. And what does that mean? To be in devotion to you and how our life is lived out. So Holy Spirit, I am asking you that you would speak to us. I need to hear in the depth of my being what it is that you have for us to savor and share in today. And, and I know these ladies need it too. We all need it as your children, as your servants, as your people, um, as your beloved. And um, so speak to us, Holy Spirit, each one the way we need it, because uh, you're just so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, can I put this down here, Maria? Is that all right? Yeah. Well, maybe it's better up here. All right. So I, um, Stephanie actually got the jump on this because I actually wrote her some things on, on Second Peter. Um, but I wanted to, you, you see how my Bible just opens to this? I just go, well, there it is. It has been doing this for almost two months. <laughs> so now it'll probably do it forever. But originally it wasn't, it wasn't bent that way. I just thought, well, what should, you know, where will I be reading? Usually I have a consecutive way to read through the scriptures, but I just kept coming that going, I think I get the hint. I think I get the hint. So I gave you the section of scripture that I want to read. It's out of the Passion Translation. If you don't have it, I highly, highly, highly recommend getting a Passion Translation. It's just a great place to meet God. And um, so this is this section out of Second Peter chapter 1 that I feel like the Lord has, not just for today, I really feel like it's a section of scripture to, for you to claim for the year. Um, I have done, had God do that to me before. There was one, it actually went on for more than a year, but out of some sections, John 14 through 17. And now this is another one of these that I think, no, this is, this is like your life section of scripture where you go, right now for the season of life, for the demands, for the level of where you are in your growth with God and how you go forward, this is a great place to be. So here is, is Peter. And he says, this letter is from Simeon Peter, a loving servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to those who have been given a faith as equally precious as ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name. 
and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with a divine nature by which you've escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. So devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness. I'm just going to read the list. With goodness and understanding and self-control um, and patient endurance and godliness and mercy and unending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within you and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he's blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. For this reason, beloved, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. As a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. First time when I was reading through this, what captivated me was saying, if you do these things, you will never stumble. I've got this like double underlined here and I'm going, okay, well, I need to spend some time here because that's the thing to, to him who is able to keep me from stumbling, right? So I'm going, well, this like holds the key to all of that. So this is where we need to spend our time <laughs> um, to say, if I'm not stumbling, then I'm surely running the race, right? The way I should be running the race. Um, so, what do you hear? Just, t just talk out loud to, to us. Um, what's something that jumps out of that passage to you? What quickens in your heart out of that passage? I just think it's amazing that we've been given it. We've been given so much. It's, it's there. Mm -hmm. So, what have you been given? Self-control. Because I feel like sometimes I don't have it. But mm -hmm. I, I do need to remember that he's given it to me. Yes. So if you feel like, I'm just going to dig right in because we don't have a lot of time. So if you feel like you don't have it, what's the reality? What's, what, what do you do with that when you feel like you don't have self-control or you've lost self-control? It talks about the strength of self-control. So I've lost the strength of self-control. What are, I feel like I don't have it. How do you, how do you get to a right place. I feel like I have to ask him. Um, part of me wonders how much of it is the other side trying to intervene there, but I can't, like I don't want to blame any, anyone else. Well, you always have a prowling lion mm -hmm. looking around for whom he may devour, right? So that, that's a reality. But now ask him what? To, he's given it to us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to re renew my mind in some mm -hmm. ways. 
So now when he says that passage and he says, be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, who's responsible for the renewing of our minds? Us and God. Yeah. Us. Us with our locked-in identity that says throughout the scriptures, go back into Ephesians, which is where I was the year before, right? Um, over and over and over and you have been made one with Christ. You are united with Christ. You are one with the anointed one. Christ in you, God, you know, you in Christ, right? So your identity now is fully God incarnate in you. As Jesus walked the earth fully indwelled by God, we walk the earth fully indwelled by God. So the renewing of my mind is my job to come to say, and this is why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing us into this, because I have this, this urgent sense in my heart of just saying, God, I know so much. I can quote these scriptures. I can quote these scriptures to you. I can quote these scriptures to me. I can quote these scriptures to you, God. But then how I live is a whole different thing. So Wendy Backland, you guys know I've kind of turned you guys all on to Wendy, right? And or you've helped each other in that regard. But I've been drawing a lot from her too. And, and how, just the whole thing of, you know, not only are we more spiritual than we are. I mean, we can say it her way. We are more supernatural than we are natural. The natural part of me is what can can bleed and you know bang I bang my head and a squirrel bites me right? <laughs> your stories um, so that's the natural part of me but everything else is supernatural and the supernatural is um, um, supersedes everything of the natural it is beyond the natural it's over the na- the natural has to submit to the supernatural if we really are walking in the fullness of the gospel so we don't have an appropriation problem, do we? We have something amazing here, right? Um, first of all, you have been given, we have been given the exact same faith. It is absolutely equal to the faith of Peter and Paul and John and all the other apostles. Look at what they did with their lives. I don't have a faith crisis. I have the faith. I have been given that. Now, whether I ever pick it up and use it, whether I figure out how to tweak what is going on inside of me where I don't live out of it, but that's an appropriation issue. It's not a provision issue. I have been given the exact faith of the Apostle Peter, who raised the dead, who healed the sick, who was willing to be crucified upside down and went to the cross not fighting, right? I go, oh my God, that's me? That is me? I don't even know who I am. I don't know who I am, right? I gotta know who I am before I die. So do you. God, you, we owe it to God, right? <laughs> You've given so much. We can't just like squander the whole thing, right? So then he says, here, calm down a little bit because the grace, which is the power to do what you don't feel you can do, I don't have, I'm, I'm so out of control today. I have no self-control, right? I'm, I'm not living with what I own. I'm not living out of my identity. I've lost it. Well, the grace, the grace of God cascades over you. That is the power to do what you don't think you can do. I don't think I can mother these children like this. I don't think that I can 
homeschool, hold a job, take care of my husband, bless my family, work in my neighborhood. I mean, you go, God, Lord, do you realize my job description? I can't do this. Right? I can't do this. And I've got to remodel my home and I've got to, you know, figure out, are we going to move? You know, what's happening with the job? I mean, life is hugely complex in our, in our, in varying degrees for all of us at different seasons. Right. But it's no snap of the fingers that we're living. But he says, grace, that is the power to do what you think you can't do cascades over you. I mean, what an image. I just sit with that image sometimes when I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the strength to do it. I'm too old to do it. <laughs> All of those things. And I go, just, just sit down, Whew, center in the faith of, of the Apostle Paul, the Apostle um, Peter, right? I've got that faith. And now, Lord, just I'm just going to let you cascade over me with grace, the power to do what I don't think I can do. Right, in this moment, at this time. And the perfect peace of God is going to cascade over you. Go, okay, settle me down. Because I can't hear God outside of peace. What does the enemy want to do? What he wants to do to get you so that you can't appropriate the all you've got inside of you with the self-control, right? Is to get you out of peace. Right? The moment that's why we talk so much about stay in your life coaching mode, it'll guard your peace. The moment you start going, you are making my life miserable. I need to get this done. And you're noisy and you're disruptive and you're not cooperating and you're making life too hard for me. Bam, there goes your peace. You can't hear God talk to you when you're out of peace. The only way you stay in peace is to stay in that identity. My way of saying it, you say however you want, is you're in a life coach mode. In that life coach mode, all this stuff flows to me so much easier. I've got the self-control. I've got the goodness. I've got the, the um, uh, understanding, right? I've got the godliness. I've got the mercy. I've got the unending love, right? Then I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in, right? And I'm not like leaning out of, of my identity into some dark world that I don't like being in. Why the heck am I going there, right? So he says, it cascades over you as you live in the rich knowledge. Now that word for knowledge, knowing, is that intimate experiential knowledge of sexual intimacy, right? I mean, it's not just my thing of, I know this truth. Why the heck do I feel so distant from it? Why can I write it, talk about it, preach about it? But when it comes down to what I bear, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I can't give you any more truth right now. You can't bear it. And one time I thought it was just meant, he was kind of going, I don't want to overload you. <laughs> it was just kind of being merciful, like you're a pack animal and I don't want to put the straw on it that breaks the camel's back, give you one more truth to bear, right? But I don't think one day I was praying about that and I felt God just said, no, like a standard bearer. You know, the standard bearer is the one who's calling out the identity of the troops, you know, the identity of what is, the essence of what is. And so he was saying, this is as much as you can actually live out. And I'm not going to give you more to so you have knowledge that actually torments you, where you continually are feeling that you are falling short because this is what I know and this is what I'm living. And there is this giant gap between the two, right? That's hell. That's hell. That really is hell. You're in hell when you are oh, separated from God and you're going to be able to see his goodness and go, I can't get there right? So when I'm living in that reality of this big discrepancy between what I know and what is actually my reality, which includes, by the way, how I feel 
don't discount your feelings. Wendy has really helped me with this, going, you know what? You don't believe that God is your provision if you're afraid and you're worried. Then you just have to say, God, I don't believe you, and I'm so sorry, because inside of me, I'm churning, I'm scared, I'm foreseeing all the things that could go wrong. And she's just saying, you know, where God had said to her, he said, Wendy, you talk about the world being dis, dis, disunified, you know, what, do you remember, anybody remember exactly the term she used? You know, um, but she, he just said, I could change the world if I could just get you into internal unity. If you could just be in unified with what you know, so it's actually who you are, the whole world would change, right? Everywhere. So that's the quest. And so as you are starting out in this kind of new season, it's not the first of the year, but it's August, September, where we launch into, you know, kind of the rhythm of our society for school. We're thinking more in these these different aspects of, of your mothering and and raising up your children. So it's kind of a fresh season. It's a time um, to take stock, right? I really believe that this year, for all of you, for me included, is God saying, if you will figure out how to renew your mind, because it's not my job to renew your mind. I have given you the Word. I have given you the Holy Spirit. I have given you godly community. And I've also given you sloppy, godless community, right? I mean, don't look around at everybody else's standard for how they're walking in unity within themselves with God and use them as your, your, well, I'm okay. I mean, everybody falls apart when your husband loses your job and you don't have hardly any savings. I mean, isn't this the way you do life? And I go, yeah, if you want to look at everybody else around you. But if I look at the word, I go, no, right? So I've just got to like put my nose in the word and go, you're not my reference point. You're not my reference point. Unless I see in you somebody and I go, okay, I'm getting close to you because you got what I want. You've got the unity that I want. And I just want you to rub off on me. I want you to talk to me. I want your vibes. You know, I want your spiritual energy coming alongside of me. I'm going to get close to you. Right. But other people keep a little distance, right? Don't let them be your model. Don't let them be your standard for whether you think you're doing okay or not. So you're looking at this passage of the scripture for this year right? And you're going, God, I want to get to the end of this year. I want to get to next August or whatever it is, right? Set your time. And I want to look back at this and I want to live in a unified way, united with this truth where I can look and say, this is exactly who I am. All these resources are mine. I live out of these. I don't have to talk myself into it. I get rattled, but I just bounce like a bobo doll, you know, punk, Right. How quickly can I return to joy? How quickly can I get hit and come back to my center so that I'm not knocked and rocked and, you know, wallow there for months and months or weeks and weeks or days and days even, right? So he says, goes on, he says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. So if it was just by me going to get it and saying, I went and got it, right? I wouldn't feel half as secure because I'd be thinking, did I get the wrong thing? Did I get the cheap brand and not the high, cl you know, the high class brand? I mean, if it was up to me having to gather it to myself, I'd be insecure. But I'm going, no, this is God, my God, my Father who's for me and not against me, who's given me everything I need. By his divine power, he has given me everything I need, past tense. It is very much like when, when God said to Joshua, I have given you the land, 
And then he says, go in and take it. And two verses or three verses down from that, he goes, go in and take the land I am giving you. So that's what we work out. When we are God incarnate inside of us, we are the son of man and the son of God. We are like Jesus. We are both, right? So as the son of man, as the daughter of man, right, the the humanity indwelled by God, I've got a process that I'm working through. The process is to walk in the victory of Christ step by step, one with the word, one with exactly what he has pronounced, and not settling for a lesser reality. So that's what I want to bless you with today. I don't want you settling for a lesser reality, right? You don't have to, and you guys are you guys are the cream of the crop. You know, I, I don't know how to say it. You guys are my heroes. I just think you are outstanding in terms of who you are, where you're going with God, how serious you're taking this, how beautifully you're willing to shift your, you know, your, your desires in your life to walk in the sacrificial heart of Jesus, all of that. Now go for the gold, go for the sense of saying, I'm not going to settle for the worry or the exasperation or the fear or the insecurity or the doubts or the whatever. I'm just not going to settle for them because are they there? Yes. Are they there? Does pollen fall and make me sneeze? Yes. You know, it's, it's just something that happens. But do I have to live in that reality? No, that's why I have to say, no, I'm not going to live in that reality. I know how to re- be transformed by the renewing of my mind. That mind is whose mind, by the way? You have the mind of Christ, right? So I'm not just renewing my mind in a sense i'm renewing into the mind of christ right i'm not renewing the mind of the daughter of man the son of man right i'm renewing myself into the mind of the son of god into my true identity my god identity that's what i get back i get back in thinking like a god woman i get back in thinking like the person i really am he's deposited in it there's no reason for you to not live out that reality, bear that truth every minute of every day. I'm speaking to myself. So for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name. You ever start to feel like you don't have enough? Just hear God say, Antonia, eyes. (laughs) And you go, right? And he goes, eyes. Right? He's called you by name. He's invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. He's not going to chasten you. He's not going to snap at you. He's not going to say, for Pete's sake, seven years you haven't been appropriating my self-control. You know, He doesn't say any of that. He just goes, you know, Sarah, eyes. <laughs> okay, here we go, right? It's a glorious manifestation of his goodness. And remember we say, be bright-faced. These principles that I give you for parenting are right from God. I hope you know that. Because you will never look in the face of God if you're going to look and see an angry, scowling face. He's going to say, you know, Pauline, eyes. And you go, I don't think so. Like, whoa, you are a tough man, you know, kind of thing. No, you're going to look because he's going to be bright-faced. Like you, right? Your children are going to turn their eyes to you because you're bright-faced. And it's good to be me here with you. That's goodness, right? So as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you 
can experience partnership with the divine nature. So now I get myself in this, in this state of mind where I'm frenzied, I'm doubting what God could do through me, I'm going, oh, I'm such a mess, I do this wrong, I do that wrong, you're walking around, you go, I'm failing. Okay, I see those things that I'm doing okay, they're not informing me. I, I should just be doing those things. What I really focus on is everywhere I'm falling short, who I'm not loving, what I'm not thinking, where I'm not bringing about the change I want to bring about, just bam, bam, bam. You know, I'm so in touch with all of those things. But he's saying, look, Jan, eyes, yes, God, I'm looking into your goodness. I have given you these tremendous promises so that you can experience partnership with my divine nature. Does anything that you're feeling, is that anything of how I feel? Is that anything of what is a part of my divine nature? You can experience my divine nature. It's in you. Shut it down. You know, calm down, get back into peace. And, and start your car again, right? I mean, rev your engine in a different direction because you can escape the corrupt desires of this world, the corrupt thoughts of this world, the corrupt sense of failure and inadequacy, the corrupt sense of walking through the house going, oh, I don't have the strength to do this. I don't know how anybody else does this. I'm this, I'm that, you know, I, it's too much. Where is my husband? What the hell is he doing today when I'm going through this? If he dares come through the door and says, why is dinner not late? You know, why is dinner not on the table? Will he ever get it, right? I mean, we can be doing all of that in our hearts, right? Who's here, who's here to help me? Does he know what I'm doing? It says you're gonna, you, you don't have to. You can escape all those corrupt desires, okay? So now he says, devote yourself lavishly to supplementing your faith, which is the same faith as Jesus. You have been given the divine faith of Christ. I believe I have in me the same faith of Christ. I supplement that faith with goodness. And you can read through this and look up your own words and all. We don't have time. And understanding. Remember, I've, I've said to you, Please just every morning wake up and say, my eyes are on you, Lord. Today I need wisdom. You said, call out for wisdom. I'm calling. You said, if I call, you'll hear in your answer. I need wisdom. That means I know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and I do it. I need wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment, and a sensitive, obedient heart, right? So you're calling out for that. And add to that self-control. And you're going to figure out you know, how to tap into that, we know. And patient endurance. And patient endurance is not just to be used for your children and for your husband. It's to be used for you. Process is godliness. Process. Your children, you are going through a similar process, being raised up into the fullness of God. The same way your children, you're raising up your children into the fullness of their destiny and their relationship with God. You are in the exact same process. You're just bigger, right? And you happen to have a different position of being in charge versus the, you know, the child who's coming up through the ranks. But it's the exact same process with your father that your children are going through with you, father, mother, right? So patient endurance is let God have his perfect work by hitting the hard times, yielding, um, grappling with the Holy Spirit to say, I will not settle for less. I'm not going to settle for this torment, you know, of how, why is my house in Crazyville? I'm going to figure this out, right? I, can't, I have the wisdom, I have the knowledge, I have everything I need. I'm going to figure this out with you, God. I, and I'm going to go through this patient process, 
godliness, mercy, love. So all these virtues are in you. All these virtues are deeply planted in you. When they says deeply, they're planted deep within you. That means they don't just blow over in a windstorm. They don't just get washed away, you know, in, in some kind of a rainstorm. They can't be removed. They're rooted, grounded, and they're like these redwood trees, right? A fire comes in, burns them, and you know what? Even if the mother tree keels over, all the children grow up from the root again and a whole new grove starts. Just oh, love it, okay? So you possess them in abundant supply. Now, they're going to keep you from being fruitless in your pursuit of intimacy with God. If you are actually looking at this list, this is what I love. If you're looking at this list and you post this list and you say, I am these things. This is who I am. This is the truth I bear. People interact with me. They see God's goodness. They experience God's goodness. They experience God's loving patience. They experience God's mercy and unending love. Anyone who comes in contact with me experiences godliness, right? That's who I am. Thank you very much. And that is going to open all the doors to intimacy with God. Remember we talked in parent coaching. I said, you'll have, and Charlotte Mason, she says, you play the role of John the Baptist in the lives of your children. You are interacting with your children in such a way that you are taking down the mountains, bringing up the valleys. You are making a straight way for the Lord to walk into their heart by the habit formation you put in there, in there, how they live out their existence, how they think, how they move and live and have their being, right? You are preparing the way. If these, and I will teach something specifically about parenting on these virtues, but these are the virtues that you're looking at and saying, everything I do with my child, but everything I do with myself, right now this is a mommy's tea, everything I do with myself is to cultivate these. Because as I lavishly cultivate these virtues in my life, my intimacy, Jesus has a straight way to walk into my heart, right? If I'm holding on to bitterness, if I'm resentful of my husband who's not doing enough of the work around the house, if I'm fearful about the what, and I'm angry about the what, and I'm distressed about the something, it's a mountain, it's a valley. I mean, Jesus can't get to you, by golly, right? He, you can't have an intimate relationship with him because those things have nothing to do with him. He goes, what have I got to, you know, what have I to do with those things of Satan? I'm not near there. Once you want to get out of there and come over here where I've, you know, I've born you anew, right, over into this area, we can be intimate together. So these are the things that we're, you're going to be cultivating and as this is what I bear and this is who I am. And he says, if you don't, you're going to be blind to the mysteries of your faith. So I have to look at this when, for me personally. When I find myself blind to the mysteries of the faith, when I say, I believe this, but I'm living this. I believe this, but I'm feeling this. I believe this, but I'm fearing this. Then I go, you know what? I am blind to the mysteries of my faith. What the hell is going on with me, right? And then I have to look back and go back and say, all right, you've given me a hint, right? I can renew my mind, right? You, you picked up on that. But right out of this passage, I'm going, I better check my virtues list because I have somewhere in here fouled up enough walked out of my identity enough that I put a boulder between me and God. You know, if I am not walking, if I cannot walk in supernatural life without being walking in oneness with Christ. That's the essence of intimacy. Intimacy is one flesh, one spirit, one together. If we're not, something's in the way. 
Something is in the way. So I look back here and I go, where am I refusing to exercise self-control? You know, for you moms, it might be, I don't want to have a schedule. I've never had to live on a schedule. I hate, this is me. I hate scheduling. I want to live by the seat of my pants. I am a freewheeling mama. So we'll get up when we want and we'll get all this done when we want. But you know what? I wish I had a mentor like me when I was you. <laughs> Somebody needed to go, you know, thanks, I needed that, right? Because there are things I did wrong, things that I did less, you know, than I could have, right? But now I go back, I would go back into this list and I'd say, where am I not yielding my heart to the identity of Christ in these areas? Where am I not merciful? You know, maybe my husband came home with a hard day and I'm just going, I don't want to hear about your hard day. You want to hear about my hard day? You know, and I'm going, well, now I just put a block between me and Jesus because where's my mercy? Where's my unending love? You know, my tender mercies, right? You, you know how to play with, play around with this, okay? So now he says, for this reason, beloved, you, all this stuff, don't, don't miss the verse before, your past sins have been washed away. That is not who you are. Don't accept it. Just go, that is not me. Just like Paul, he said, who is this who's doing the things I don't want to do? That is not me. That's sin that dwells in me. And by the way, that has all been washed away. So Satan, get out. You know, get away from me, my mind, and, and you do your warfare, right? For this reason, beloved, be eager, confirm, and validate that you have been invited by God into salvation. That word is sozo, total well-being in spirit, soul, and body. That means in your mind, in your emotions, your will, and your body, and how you live. And if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will get to the end of your life, and God, who has got this perfect party choreographed for you which is different for you and different for you because he knows you by name and what feels like a grand welcome to open up the gates of heaven and say I have been preparing this for you before the foundation of the world before you I knew your name I knew you were coming home to me and this is it sweetheart you have done everything I asked you to do everything I asked you to do while you were there and now welcome in right welcome home and he's choreographing this, this entrance into his glory with you. Okay, so how are we doing for time here? We have a few minutes. That's good. All right. Any, just any thoughts? And then I wrote out some affirmations for you. You can, if they're just catalyst affirmations, you can flip the paper over and write out whatever comes to you. But I wanted to get you started out of this passage. Um, so we'll do that as a close, and um, I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But any, any thoughts, any feedback, any, um, anything you want to bring up in here? Would you be able to talk more about the internal unity? Mm -hmm. Where it's like a lot of us might have like head knowledge, but then this, like, the Wendy was not really believing that yeah. Yeah. I think the key, and and you'll have mentors who will tell you other keys. I mean, and, and you know, and I'm I'm just I'm right where you are. I'm right where everybody is. That's why I'm in this passage. Because I'm just going. There is this disunity inside of me. I know so much more. I mean, God told me one time. I have so many books. You'd be so proud of me. I, I got rid of probably 300 books, and I still have a house full of books. But um, God told me one time, if you just had four books and you actually lived 
the reality of those books, you would be better than these thousand books you have <laughs> read and have in your house, right? <laughs> so in that sense, I think what we're dealing with is there's, there's, there's spiritual ways. You know how God says you need to fight for the, with the weapons of your warfare. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not human reasoning. I am not going to become unified by human reasoning. I'm not. My flesh will always fight against the spirit. It will always be there. And, and the flesh, honestly, most of the times, sounds a heck of a lot more logical, makes a lot more sense, <laughs> practically speaking, than the spirit does. The spirit is usually like wigging off somewhere in supernatural land where we belong, and our humanity is telling us the practicalities. You know, deal with reality, right? <laughs> okay. So the weapons of our warfare are not going to be human reasoning. They won't be. What they will be is agreement, coming into agreement. So when I call out and say, God, I've got to be unified with this truth. Jesus said, you know, Pilate said, what is truth? You know, Jesus is truth. I am the way. I am the truth, the life. So what I'm saying is when I want to be unified with truth, I want to be absolutely one with Jesus and how I think and how I feel and how I live and move and have my being at every level of my life, right? That's what I'm asking for. And it doesn't come through human reasoning. Human reason can't get you there. Coming into agreement with God's infallible word is power. The word of God is powerful. It is power. It is the thing that has the power to just cut between your human reasoning and the spirit and show you the difference so that you can choose life right? You can go, okay, that makes sense over here. Absolutely. But the word of God cuts right through that. That cuts off that cancer. It cuts off that growth that I don't want, right? And it puts me right over here in the supernatural realm of what it is that I'm capable of in Christ. So that's, I think, if you just go away with one key on how we start, you know, in greater measure to move into this level of bearing God, bearing the Son of God. This is, I was listening to um, Rob Hodgkins on the way down here on a, the birthing anointing. It's really good. He's funny. He's never had children and he just thinks that he knows all this stuff about childbirth. It's really funny. But he nailed it. He got it right. <laughs> I don't know how you knew that. But anyway, the birthing anointing, right? We've got, the, how, do we, how do we birth this? We come into agreement like Mary said, be it unto me according to your will right? It's the, it's the yieldedness that says nothing about my humanity would say, you want me to what? You want me to, you know, my life be ruined here. I'm Joseph and my love is gone. You know, all these things in her reasoning, everything of her reasoning would have taken her out of bearing the truth of God, bearing the son of God, truth, capital T, bearing the truth. That's the same process for us. So I think the key, there are probably others, but the major key is coming into agreement with the, using the faith of Christ, which is your faith now, right? Not your human faith, but your supernatural faith of Christ that, that made Jesus and the Father one. That, using that faith, I come into agreement. And that's what I'm going to start you out with, with these affirmations. Can I say one more thing? Yeah.
Yeah. Yep. And it brought it back into a place of unity. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Can I share something yeah. too? Um, that goes with what Steph was just sharing. Um, as you were wrapping up, I just had this sense, or I, I felt like I, just in my spirit, I saw Jesus kind of like with a towel on his shoulder and kind of like singing in the bathroom and getting ready, like for each of us. And um, I just had the sense that he just wanted to wash us, like some of us just need like a mm-hmm. bubble bath. And he was just kind of like preparing a bubble bath and some just need our feet washed. Um, and I was just thinking, okay, that, that's just a very interesting picture of Jesus. And, um, and then um, I'll read just two verses out of Ephesians 5, um, starting on verse 23. It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Um, so now this is the highlight. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Through the word. So again, coming into agreement with the words yeah. that um, he has already said and just partnering as Steph and Jan have been saying with who he already says we are in having the cleansing come out of that to get us back into identity um of who he's called us to be Mm -hmm. that's good that's good all right let's these these um affirmations that i said i just these are the ones that come out of my heart out of this passage in second peter and so let's just let's say these together and um and then Again, you just see if this is something you want to post somewhere, you want to use to go over. I know a lot of you, you guys are we're doing the support and accountability for homeschooling, and you guys have all these wonderful affirmations you know, that you're making over your lives. And so 
I think there, there could be affirmation overkill that could happen in life. So you might need to, we might need to like focus our affirmations. I don't want to distract you from the ones that God has put in your soul. But for today, see, see where these go for you. So let's just say these together. I will live today aware of my unlimited supernatural ability as one with Christ. God has given me a faith equal to that of the apostles. God's grace, the power to do what I don't think I can do, and his peace, total well-being, cascade over me today. I believe and feel right today. By God's divine power, he has already lavishly deposited in me everything I could ever need for living well today. God calls me by name, and I live in the glorious manifestation of his goodness. Through the power of the tremendous promises God has given to me, I have God's divine nature. Through God's promises to me, I escape the corrupt desires of this world. My feelings are fully united with what I know and believe in Christ. I lavishly supplement my divine faith with goodness, understanding, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, mercy, and unending love. God has already deeply planted his virtues in me, and I possess them in abundance. These virtues God has planted in me make me fruitful in my pursuit of intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. My eyes are open to the mysteries of our faith. My past sins no longer impact me. Today, I confirm and validate my salvation by how I live. God's gates will open wide to me, and I will finish well. Mm. Father, oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Everything about you is life. Everything about you is everything we desire. Father, I bless these ladies. I bless myself, me, as one of these ladies, God. We all come before your throne of grace, come boldly before your throne of grace, because you call each one of us by name and say, eyes. <laughs> and your face is so beautiful, filled with goodness, bright-faced, loving. All your plans for us are for welfare, not for disaster, to give us a future and a hope. And Lord, I just bless these mommies with a living, unshakable awareness that they are capable with you to run upon a troop, leap over a wall, and bend a bow of bronze. You have made them adequate for every good work. They have everything they need for life and godliness in knowing Christ. God, as they set their hand to do what it is you have placed in their destiny to do, raising the children that you have put on the earth for such a time as this, God, thank you that you give them your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding and your discernment and your sensitive, obedient heart. I thank you, Father, that at every point of decision, they choose life and their ways are life and they lead their children in the ways of life. 
Father, strengthen them. Protect these families now in Jesus' name. Father, this COVID thing, it means crown. <laughs> we crown you with many crowns. We crown you with crowns, God. You are God. You are God. Um, and so, Lord, we just thank you that you are our king and you reign in our lives and in these families. And Lord, that you put your wall of fire around them for protection and you put the glory of God within them and within their families. Lord, would you bless their marriages everywhere the enemy would try and prowl around and set wife against husband and husband against wife and start with the little foxes and then, and then have plots to blow up um, this family, these precious families. God, I thank you, Lord, that you have given them wisdom and, and the weapons of warfare to know how to dismantle the plot and plan of the enemy and never cooperate. Lord, I just pronounce over them, these are women. We are women who cooperate with you and we never cooperate with the devil, not with one thought, not with one feeling, not with one motivation of our hearts, and not with one action. Thank you, God. You have made us good as you are good, pure as you are pure, powerful as you are powerful. And I just bless them now with the joy of the Lord that is their strength. Wherever in any of us, God, wherever those areas are where we are disunified, where we're out of unity with you, Lord, we thank you for the grace. Teach us your ways. Help us to partner with you. Lord, I believe Jesus went off to pray so off, sometimes just through the night, Lord, but always going off to pray with you. I don't think he was rehearsing problems. He was coming into full, um, full revelation again, greater and ongoing revelation for the next day and the next day and the next day in a progressive way. It says he learned obedience, God, just the way we learn obedience moment by moment submitting to the truth of your magnificent work of transformation in our lives when you washed away our sins, forgave us for all of our iniquities, healed all of our diseases, crowned us with loving kindness, redeemed our life from the pit. And now, God, you satisfy our lives with good things. Lord, may we give you glory all the days of our life. May our children and our children's children call you blessed and live for you out to an edge farther, farther, farther into your glory than we can ever make it in our lifetime going full speed. I love that image, God, of your universe. It started and your word went out and there's no end. People can't find an end. It's still moving out, God. That's the image of every generation, Lord, that is raised up in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every generation coming through our our being, God, going out, 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 out until you come back and the, the earth is, is filled with your glory. The universe, the existence, all existence is filled with your glory. You're so beautiful and your ways are so good. We bless you, almighty God. Amen.